Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I am so excited this series on exploring Ephesians, an ancient letter inspired by the Holy Spirit, written from house arrest in Rome. The Apostle Paul has practical counsel for our lives today. Today, we're looking at the unified body of Christ. How does that even happen? What does it look like? And how does that bless the entire community? It's a beautiful topic, and we're glad that you joined us. And uh, welcome to the team. Good to see you all again. Uh, We've got some familiar faces, some new faces. We are happy you're here. We have also got some remote team members with us. Leah, good to see you again. We're glad you're with us. Sabina, always good to see you. Glad you're here today. And Haiti, good to see you. We are so happy to have our remote team members. Sometimes we'll get an email saying, could I be a remote too? Well, you are, because you're joining us as part of our Global Hope Sabbath School family. And we're just so glad that you're with us, whatever country you're from. By the way, would you write to us? We'd love to hear from you, sshope at hopetv.org. Tell us where you're from and how you connected with Hope Sabbath School, and how God is blessing your life through an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. Well, before I read these emails, I do hope you've downloaded that free gift. It's available for a few more weeks on our website, a digital copy of Acts of the Apostles. It's one of my favorite books on the history of the early Christian church. Do you know there's about 40 chapters in that book just about the Apostle Paul and his ministry, including his ministry in Ephesus? That's what we're studying about in this series. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab in the middle of the screen. You'll receive guidance to receive your free digital copy. And you can share multiple copies with your friends. Be a blessing to them, too. Well, here's a note from Isaac in Uganda. And Isaac says, I'm glad I can finally write to you. <laughs> My name's Isaac. I've been watching for, oh, I've, I've been watching several Hope Sabbath School members write to you from all over the world. Thank you for the in-depth interactive study of the Word of God. Through the Holy Spirit, your discussion has shaped my perception of how we should present Bible truth in a loving, spirit-filled way. Praise Amen. Yes. From the time I became a church elder, writes Isaac, I sought to look for spiritual material to help in the leadership of the church. And one of the resources the Holy Spirit led me to was Hope Sabbath School. Amen. Where is he from again? Do you remember? Uganda. Uganda. Hope Sabbath School. I download the file on a weekly basis and I watch it offline because I only have limited internet access. By the way, that's the beauty of our app. You can download it and watch it later. I can tell you that I've not looked back and I've been spiritually enriched for two years. Amen. Since then, I've also begun teaching a class. Mm. I also take the MP4 files in my archives. I I share them with other Christians. And I can also review any particular lesson. Thank you for your great work. Well, we ought to say to Isaac, thank you for your great work, right? Let's give Isaac a wave. Isaac, thanks for being part of our Hope Sabbath School family. I hope you saw your teammates waving to you. Thank you for teaching Mm -hmm. the Word of God there in your home city in Uganda. 
Rebecca writes, uh, and she says, uh, from Kenya, I'm blessed when I turn to my phone on YouTube. Well, we have a lot of YouTubers watching Hope Sabbath School now, right? 90,000 plus YouTube channel. She's watching on her phone. I started watching several years ago. Continue with this work and let's pray for another that we may never go back. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. <laughs> wow. That's the prayer of Jesus for us too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, here's a handwritten note from a donor in Nebraska. That's right in the heartland of the United States of America. Yeah. And the donor, you know, we don't read names, but we do want to say thank you to each one of you partnering with us in this donor-supported ministry. This donor writes and says, Greetings to the awesome team. <laughs> Got a wave. There are just no words to describe how blessed, listen to this, this is beautiful, how blessed our small rural church in western Nebraska has been by the way you share the Word of God, we learn about the book that God wrote for us. Oh, mm. God. A little church in western Nebraska mm -hmm. is watching Hope Sabbath School. Mm. All of us, all of you together, give a most inspirational Bible study that we could ever receive. And we say, praise God, right? That's a miracle of the Holy Spirit. We're so thankful that we get to be a part of your journey with so many around the world. Enclosed is a small donation to perpetuate the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Blessings to each one of you for giving of your time and resources to our precious Lord. And there, from a rural church in western Nebraska, a first-time donation of $50. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. want to thank you. You said, that's me. You read my letter. Well, even though I didn't read your name, you know who you are. And I just want to say thank you for being an impact partner with us. And thank you to each one of us. You can just go to hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the donate button. There's a yellow button there. Maybe you're inspired by this testimony to say, I want to do a part to help the message of God's immeasurable, unfailing love go to a hurting world. Thank you for your support. One last note from Kathy on our Facebook page. And Kathy says, we've been watching Hope Sabbath School for many years to enhance our own Bible study. We really enjoy the in-depth interactive study. You know they're watching when they say that, right? <laughs> Yeah. Blessings to each of you. Well, Kathy, thanks for writing to us. And thanks to each one of you. You know, can I ask you to write to us today? SSHope at HopeTV.org. It really does encourage us when we hear of a little church in western Nebraska or someone writing from Uganda, when mm. we hear lives are being impacted. We know it's the work of the Holy Spirit. And we're Amen. just so happy to hear from you. SSHope at HopeTV.org. But right now... <clears throat> Would you sing our theme song with us? I've, I've come to really appreciate it, and I know you can sing. I know you can. So let's sing together a scripture song written, the words at least, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 4, 1 to 3. My wife put a simple tune to help us remember it. Let's sing it together. I therefore beseech you to walk 
Worthy of the calling, I therefore beseech you to walk. Worthy of the calling with which you were called. With lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. With lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering. You know, as we were singing the song, I thought of an opportunity I had to visit the beautiful country of Kenya. And when the choir sing there, I just know they would be doing their actions. <laughs> Walk worthy of the calling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just so thankful that we are a unified body of Christ, right? We don't have the church of this country, the church of that country, mm. but we are the global Church mm -hmm. of God. We're a global Hope Sabbath School family too. And we're Amen. glad that you're with us. And that's beautiful, isn't it? Amen. That's God's idea. Let's talk about that in our study after we pray. Father in heaven, we're so thankful for the call to be a unified body with Christ as our head. Mm. And Lord, we know that's a miracle because in our sinful natures, we, we want to find ascendancy. We want to be better than the other. Yes. But, but in Christ, all of those divisions can be broken down. We can be one in you. Mm. I pray that you would guide by your spirit in our study today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to start with our scripture song. And John, I wonder if you'd read it for us. I knew you could sing it too. <laughs> but it's actually mm -hmm. the very verses we've been singing each program from Ephesians 4, verses 1 to 3. Maybe you have a different translation, which will give us a little different perspective. But uh, this is an appeal, having heard about the grace of God yes. by which we're saved, that vertical atonement, uh, to, to now walk in a certain way. Mm -hmm. What does Paul say? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1, 2, and 3 from the New American Standard Bible. It says, Therefore I... The prisoner of the Lord implore you to walk in a manner 
worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So these qualities, and, and you had some different translations. Lowliness is translated as, I think, humility, uh, gentleness, uh, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Lelika, why are those important? We all are called out of darkness, right? That's what Peter says, into God's marvelous light. We accept His grace. Why are qualities like humility, uh, patience, bearing one another in love, why are they important? Well, they are the very quality of God. Uh, John, in your version, you read that, um, I beg you. Mm. Um, it has to be some effort from our part. Mm. If I do not accept to be lowly, gentle, mm. and uh, if I do not want to be long-suffering towards someone, it's not going to work. Um, and by God's grace, I can allow him to, to do that in my heart. I like what Lalika said because notice she didn't say I'm going to try harder. But I can allow God to do that in my heart. But you said it's intentional. Billy? No, I was going to say that. Um, I think my version says um, make every effort. Basically, you have to. It doesn't come naturally. Mm -hmm. um, so because it doesn't come naturally, you have to allow God to make it uh, natural for you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Uh, thank you again. Allowing God. Mm -hmm. We know the Holy Spirit wants to guide us, right? Lead us. But we choose to allow Him. Jason? And those characteristics are necessary if you're dealing with fellow human beings <laughs> because uh, a lot of us struggle with those. Sure, that's right. Uh, so you're saying these are not uh, optional extras, but actually, they're, they're needed, right? Yes. Which is why, as Lilika said earlier, he begs us. Um, I see several hands. Uh, Sabina. And also, building up on what Jason was sharing, Derek, we are all so different from each other, right? And naturally, when there are differences, there is also a space for conflict to arise. It's almost inevitable. And then those qualities here that we just read, loneliness, gentleness, bearing with each other, are the qualities that will help us to deal with conflict in a constructive manner. So instead of destructing each other and being unkind, we're going to be able to listen, to put ourselves in someone else's place. And that will help us to build a relationship even though we may not necessarily always agree or we may not necessarily have the same background or upbringing, and then we can walk together in unity. Yeah. It's called the unity of the spirit. I want to give a chance, Travis, I think you had your hand raised. Maybe you can tie this in. The unity of the spirit, does that mean that the unity looks like the unity the spirit has perhaps with the God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Father? Or is it... Um, the Holy Spirit who enables that unity to happen? What, why is it called the unity of the Spirit? I think it's both. There's two things. One is when we submit to the will of God, we don't become robots in the sense that He just forces us to be kind. But we're actually cooperating with the, our will is in line with God's will. Mm -hmm. We will to do His will. And so we're, kind of, we're partners together in ministry uh, for the benefit of others. Back to how the vertical relationship impacts the horizontal relationship. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are one, right? Yep. They, are the, they are the perfect unity. 
And, and when we experience that, when we allow that to happen, we are reflecting the beauty of the character of God. John? You know, it talk, in verse 1 of chapter 4, it says that you need to uh, walk in a manner worthy of their calling. The calling of the church was to reflect the manifold riches of God. Mm -hmm. yep. But the church composed of Jews and Gentiles. And so two different backgrounds, two different understandings. And so Paul is saying for both Jews and Gentiles to reflect the manifold wisdom of God, you need to have all these qualities. But to have all these qualities, you need to have the Holy Spirit. That's the key, isn't it? Did, did those qualities remind you of the fruit of the Spirit yeah. in yes. Galatians 5? Mm -hmm. The fruit of the Spirit, I could start singing, that's how I memorized them. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So where do we get that? How does that happen? Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit. It does happen when we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. God gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. Yep. God's love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is then manifested, mm -hmm. not by trying harder, mm -hmm. right? Flows mm -hmm. out of that connection yes. with heaven. Travis? The Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit grants us the power, the wisdom, and the intercession to make this possible. Wow, that's so important. Sabina, I see your hand. But it doesn't mean, however, that we uh, do not have to be willing, just as Travis was sharing, you know, God cannot enforce those things on us. So, yes, it is the work of the Holy Spirit, but it needs to be in cooperation with us. And also is a walk. You know, we may see a lot of people that they struggle maybe in uh, showing or displaying some of those qualities because they may have experienced trauma. They may have experienced difficult situations or even because of our sinful uh, you know, flesh. So I also want to encourage those that are watching us that if they are experiencing a, a difficult time progressing and growing to those qualities that they keep, yeah. you know, seeking Jesus, seeking the Holy Spirit, reading scripture, letting that renew your mind. So those qualities will be build up in you as well. Amen. Beautiful. That, that, that understanding of it being a journey. Uh, I thought, do not be conformed to this world. Same Apostle Paul in Romans 12, but be transformed. transformed. Not transform yourself. By the renewing of be the mind. But be transformed. Yes. Uh, but as, uh, as you pointed out, Sabina and Lilika did at the beginning, that we choose. Mm -hmm. We make that choice to allow that transformation to happen. But I want to come back to something else that we emphasized earlier, and that is, I beg you. Mm. Why does the Apostle Paul need to beg the Ephesian Christians, and even, would we say, beg us mm -hmm. to do that? Isn't it automatic, <laughs> Billy? No, and I think a lot of people have a lot of excuse to to not uni be unified. Um, I think uh, the church, you know, it was a young church, but um, a lot of people could have said that, well, you know, this person is younger than me. I'm older than that person. I don't need to listen to that person. I'm mm -hmm. sure the society at that time would say, yeah, you know, you listen to your elders. It's not vi vice versa. So I think uh, what Paul uh, was saying, you know, he, he was begging them, don't listen to those cultural forms oh, or okay. those... Uh, um, uh, uh, societal uh, uh, expectations that because you're different from me, then uh, I don't need to be unified with you. Mm. So mm. he said, make every effort. I think uh, he said, um, yeah, uh, verse 3, uh, talking about peace. Keep the peace yeah. um, and make every effort. Uh, Good. To I'm going to come unity. to Lal in just a minute. But would you say there are both external 
and internal pressures. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Someone, I talked, I think, Sabina, about our fallen nature. You know, we have surrendered. We need to die daily, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that ugly, selfish attitude could come back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? But there are also external pressures that mm-hmm. say, don't love everybody. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let them get mm-hmm. power over you. It's mm-hmm. not power. We're sharing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lau, what do you think? I think it's interesting when he says why Paul says, I beg you mm-hmm. um, for unity. It's the disciples were with Jesus every day for three years. And you can see that they have disagreements. They had a lot of things they were, you know, going at each other. And um, it was even in even with Paul, he had a disagreement with a fellow, a fellow servant of God. Fellow know? apostle. Yeah, fellow apostle. So there's going to be a uh, disagreement, but that does not mean it is not unity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's interesting that we see it that way as well. Mm. Or maybe... Maybe unity is at risk, but how we handle that disagreement, right? Exactly. right. Haiti? Yeah, I was going to say that our human nature is to be selfish. Mm-hmm. We want, you know, we, we strive for self-exaltation and self-gratification. Yep. And this is the exact opposite of that. This is uh, having an other's focus uh, like Christ did, who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life uh, as a ransom for many. And we have to be very intentional about desiring uh, and setting that as a goal in our lives. Beautiful, thank you. Stephanie, I'd like you to read, and then I want you to give me a a testimony of a time when you really saw the unity of the Spirit. Mm. And actually, if you see it, it is a miracle. Because there are those selfish desires, (laughs) desires to look better than someone else. So I want you to share a testimony um, of a time when you really sense that unity of the Spirit. But first, Ephesians 4, Stephanie, verses 4 through 7. It seems to emphasize one, 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 maybe not by accident. Yes, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So, we're not all the same. We're given different gifts. We're going to talk Mm -hmm. about that in just a moment. But uh, one, one, one. It's not like multiple. We're one, with one head, Mm -hmm. one faith, one Lord, one baptism. That unity. Mm-hmm. Share a time, anyone, maybe a remote team member or someone here in the studio, when you really sense that unity in the spirit, in the bond of peace. Travis? So this was a few years back, but I attended Arise in Australia. And I remember like... 50- Did you share just a little? That, that Arise is like a lay, a training program Evangelism for training program. Evangelism training program. And as we would we, we would study the Bible seven hours a day, but there's like 50 people from all walks of life come there, and you have to start living in houses together, and you got... And so at first, especially I remember for the first three or four weeks, there was little disagreements, and we had great facilitators. And we prayed for this unity, and we worshiped together in the morning. I remember by the time that we came to the end of that program, we had been out in the community witnessing, giving Bible studies, that when it came time to leave, everyone was weeping. 
because it was such a close, but the group had become so close because they were laboring together for Christ, one mission, one goal. It was really a beautiful thing to me. How many days were you together? Almost four months. Almost wow. four months. So that's over 100 days, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Did it take a little bit of time? It took, I would say, four to six weeks before you really started to see that meld. But, but it was work, being patient. Uh, we had great facilitators. When we would get impatient with others, they would help us in humility to be mm. kind, to be gentle, and mm. to just move forward as one team. Great illustration. Uh, Sabina. Also, Derek, I, you know, I grew up in Brazil, which is a quite diverse country, uh, but I moved uh, overseas when I was 28. So I've been overseas for about eight years. In my first year overseas, I was living in Uganda, which is a country in Africa. We have many people that are listeners from Uganda. And I was there participating with a church in their efforts to reach out to their community. And I part in this, we had groups, and it was a big group of um, about 50 young adults. And I was part of a smaller one with other six that had a responsibility in a particular area. And we are all very, very different in age. We were different in the ways that we were expressing ourselves, even in language, right? And especially for me, I was a foreigner. And they also have different tribes and people with even different languages within their territory. So. We were coming together and sometimes we would have discussions around things that were related to our culture. You know, one of our friends would, um, you know, the way that he was referring to, to the other uh, seemed to us to be sometimes unkind, like, or, or strange. But it was beautiful to see that when we were out together in the streets doing the visitations we had to do or, you know, connecting with the people we had to reach out to, that all of a sudden, because the, the focus of what we were doing was Jesus, and it was to share and assist the, the people we were with, that we could cooperate. Mm. So for me, even I look back now, I say, oh, we were so different, but yet we were able to move forward together. And th this is because we had a common ground, mm. which is Christ and a common mission, which mm. was to share Christ's love. Mm. And that's my testimony. Thank you, Sabina. Mm. Did you notice a, a, a common theme between what Travis said and what Sabina said? Mm -hmm. What was the common theme? Focus and purpose. The focus and the purpose. And the purpose. So we're focusing on Christ and we're, our purpose is to share His love with the world. Yep. Then, then unity comes. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, not by trying harder, but yep. it is a choice that we make. Yes. Well, we notice also that, that um, in this body, which mm -hmm. we call the church, that uh, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. Yes. Uh, we're going to have that purpose, right? To do something. Yep. And Lavinia, if you could read for us from Ephesians 4, um, let's look at verses 7 through 10. Uh, and let's see what uh, the Apostle Paul shares with the Christians in Ephesus. Okay, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended 
far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And then I'd like you to read on to verse 11, because the Apostle Paul lists some gifts. It's told us he gives gifts to man. What were some of those gifts in Ephesians 4.11? And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Now, is that the complete list of spiritual gifts uh, from what you know? Jason, you're vigorously sharing, mm-hmm. shaking your head. Is that just uh, from reasoning or from Scripture that you say that there's other gifts besides those? Well, yes, yeah, Scripture talks a lot more, and I've seen in my own life uh, other people's examples. There are so many gifts that the Spirit has given. What, what gift do you see that isn't mentioned here in, in this particular list in Ephesians 4.11, for example? So I don't see necessarily the healing gift, being okay. able to heal or help people. Anybody else? What other gift? Singing, don't... praise, Giving, singing. Mercy. Uh, okay, gift of mercy, the gift of uh, singing or mu- music ministry, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been with someone, either they were playing an instrument or singing, and you felt the Holy Spirit really using them? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Right, that, yes. that's not just talent, that's a spiritual gift, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Lavinia? Uh, the gift of administration. The gift oh, of wow. administration. Yeah. So there are lots of different gifts. In fact, there are some passages that list some other gifts. Let's mm-hmm. look at one of them. And Lal, I'll ask you if you'd read for us in Romans chapter 12. And then we'll come back and say, well, which was the first gift that appeared in the early Christian church? Romans 12, verses 4 through 8. Romans 12, verses 4 through 8, and I will be reading in the New King James Version. And it reads, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. Mm -hmm. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberty, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. All right. So mm-hmm. that you mentioned mercy, Stephanie, earlier, mm-hmm. to do it cheerfully, right? Yes. yes. Uh, if we read in 1 Corinthians 12, we find more, but we don't need to. Would you agree with me that there's, there's a long list? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And maybe there are new gifts that come in new cultural and, and uh, generations even, mm-hmm. right? Could it be that someone has the gift of... Uh, Cell phone evangelism. (laughs) That didn't exist long ago, right? Right. Or the gift of social media witnessing. Mm -hmm. Different gifts that can come uh, to meet different needs. Lau? Um, I think gift of tongues is also a huge gift. And when you can speak to someone in your native tongue who doesn't know English, and you can translate and you can help them through Mm -hmm. a lot of that. And I know I've, I've I've been having to do that a lot in my church where the young people can speak English and English only, and the older people can only speak the Miso tongue. And so for them to cater to both of them, you have to be the person to speak Miso and the person to speak English. And so with that, you have that kind of, as we say, one body unity. 
Well, it's interesting you talk about the gift of tongues because the first manifestation of the unified body being given gifts is in the book of Acts chapter 2. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look and I'll ask Leah if you would read for us from Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. Um, sometimes, you know, we, especially if we've grown up studying scripture, we read this like it's kind of average and boring. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's really, truly amazing mm -hmm. what happened on the day of Pentecost. Leah, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 in the English Standard Version says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Now, if you keep reading, thank you, Leah. If you keep reading Acts chapter 2, um, it gets more specific. And how does it help us to understand that this is not just some unknown uh, babbling, but is actually like Lal was talking about, communicating in actual language, Jason? Mm -hmm. Well, if you keep reading in Acts chapter 2, very specific people groups with languages are listed. A lot of names, some that are even hard to pronounce. That, <laughs> but they, re, they relate and they connect with the same languages and cultures that we know that existed at that time. Uh, it's interesting that in that list, uh, and you say if it's hard to pronounce, it must be even harder to speak it, right? <laughs> that they say we all hear in our, our own language. language. Yes. Yep. The wonderful things of God. So uh, there was something amazing happening uh, there. But I think even a translator, I remember one time I was preaching in Ukraine, and I'm sure that the translator was preaching a more powerful sermon than I was preaching. You know, the translator was filled with the Holy Spirit too. Yes. And had that gift to understand and to communicate. Mm -hmm. What's even more remarkable, we read about where people go to Mizoram and speak the Mizo language who have not learned it. Mm -hmm. And you say that that's even more remarkable, yep. but things that are impossible for man are possible for God. Travis? I just remember uh, one of my teachers at the Arise program told us a story one time where he was preaching um, to a uh, group of people in the Philippines. And the interpreter was gone that night, so he thought, why should I even do this? So he mm -hmm. preaches the sermon, made an appeal, and all these people come forward, and he asks them, why are these, I know that a lot of these people don't speak uh, Tagalog. He said, why are they coming forward? And they said, Pastor, you've been preaching in Tagalog all night. Wow. wow. Mm -hmm. And he was preaching in? In English. He was preaching in English, and they were hearing yeah. mm -hmm. in their own tongue. The yeah. wonder is that also the gift of uh, tongues? Yes. yes. It sounds like it yeah. was supernatural. Now, yeah. in order to understand about the gifts, we are one body. It even said that at the beginning of the passage. We are one body, but with individual gifts. Yes. Mm -hmm. We need to understand what the gifts are given for. Haiti, I'm going to ask if you would read for us. Want to understand what these gifts are for? Ephesians chapter four. We just uh, have noted that Paul listed a few of them, right? Mm -hmm. A few of the gifts, like apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. There are many more. But then he goes on to tell us what the purpose of these gifts is. 
verses 12 and 13 of Ephesians 4. All right, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it says, For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Mm. Okay, so whatever gift mm -hmm. you may have, and we've listed many of them, what is the purpose? If it is indeed a spiritual gift given by the Holy Spirit, Stephanie, what's the purpose of that gift? Equipping and growth. Okay, equipping... For service. Equipping who? Equipping the individuals, us, okay. for service. Uh, is it... Uh, it says equipping of the saints. So do you think individually, or could it be, if you have the gift of teaching, could it be equipping the whole community? Or? Both. The body. Yes. Maybe both. both. Mm -hmm. Maybe both. All right. Equipping and? Um, and growth, you growth, said. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jason? I think of it with the vertical and the horizontal. So it's uh, those of us with the vertical helping us with the horizontal. So it's kind of combining both those dimensions mm. together. Mm. So these gifts, spiritual gifts are given. Now, I'm going to uh, ask you what spiritual gift you become aware of uh, as you uh, have walked with Jesus. And we've talked about in previous studies, there's several ways that that can happen. One, you, you try a certain ministry and you go, this doesn't fit, mm. right? Or you try something else and you feel real freedom and joy doing that. That's one way. And then a godly mentor or friend can say, Billy, I notice when you do that God's really using you in a powerful way. Is that helpful too? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Also, even reading the list. For example, someone might read these various lists in the New Testament and say, I never knew there was a gift of mercy. I thought you had to be a good administrator or a good preacher or that was it, or mm. a prophet. But there, maybe, maybe I have the gift of mercy. So uh, I want to give an opportunity for people to share a gift that you've become aware of. And we'll start with Haiti and then we'll come back to the group here in the studio. Yes, Haiti. So one um, gift that the Lord has made me aware of throughout the years is that I have the ability to teach, but specifically to teach children. And, and it's crazy because when I was young, God was already preparing me for that. I was very shy, so I didn't always like interact with all of my peers. I wasn't that popular person. I would only have a few friends, but I always felt comfortable with children because I didn't feel that they were judging me the same way that other people did. And so I would sit down. Uh, sometimes when I was at church for a long time, I would gather children and I would tell them stories. And uh, throughout the years, I just did that more and more and more and more until I would tell children stories at church or I became a teacher teaching the kids, and I'm still doing that today. So that's one thing that the Lord has given me gradually. I want you to notice, um, and I'm going to come to, to uh, John and Jason. I saw your hands. I want you to notice that while Haiti was saying that, she was just beaming. <laughs> she was just smiling, right? There was a joy and a freedom yes. using the gifts that the Holy Spirit had given. Uh, for the building up, the growth, the equipping. Mm -hmm. She's equipping little children, right, to right. know Jesus and to grow in their faith in the building and the uh, growing up of the, of the body of Christ. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. John? You, know, you had uh, told earlier about how a person can discover their gifts. 
and one preacher summarized it by three points, uh, affinity, ability, and opportunity. Affinity referring to a person's desire, ability uh, referring to what they're able to do, and opportunity is what are the areas that people are asking you to do. And those are the ways that one can discover their spiritual mm -hmm. gift. Affinity, ability, ability. And opportunity. So a person may, uh, may really feel an interest in teaching, but they don't have the ability. Could they learn? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. They could go through graduate school and still not have the ability. Or they could yeah. learn a skill. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's and, right. And, and, and really then, Lord, if you provide an opportunity mm. for me, mm -hmm. I, I will do it. Right? Jason? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think of uh, myself. When I was a kid, I always enjoyed learning and getting additional information, including, you know, sitting in Bible studies. But the idea that I would actually share that and be able to help people uh, understand that was a bit of a surprise. When I was 15, I taught Sabbath school for the first time, and it was kind of a rough experience. I wouldn't say that I necessarily had the gift at that moment, but <laughs> I got more opportunities to teach. And, you know, now today, God has given me so many opportunities. So I definitely believe God has given me the spiritual gift of teaching, being able to take, you know, biblical insights and share it with others. And building off John's point there, it was a combination of the affinity, opportunity, uh, what he said. But I want to come back to what Jason said, because uh, it, it sounds like if, you, if God is calling you to something, He can equip you. That's right. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Well, I yes. doubt if some people say, I'm going to go there, and I have the gift of tongues. No. God may give you because yes. He knows you need it. That's right. If He opens the opportunity. Um, yeah. I want to give uh, Leah an opportunity to share. Leah, uh, I can think of one gift that you have, but maybe I'm, I'm, I'm misunderstanding uh, because I've seen you there at your local church. But as you think about your Christian journey, and by the way, I know you've, uh, you, you, you've shared with us that you're growing in your walk with Jesus. Uh, what are you becoming aware of in terms of uh, spiritual gift God's given you? Well, I'm glad you called on me because I was going to say something about this. Um, I just want to take an opportunity to speak to those watching. I have often fallen into a trap of thinking that I don't have any talents or any gifts and the Lord cannot call me to do big things because I might not be gifted in the ways that I think are particularly spiritually powerful. Mm -hmm. But the Lord will use you wherever you are standing. Your mission mm -hmm. field is wherever your feet are planted at the moment. Mm -hmm. So whatever you have chosen to do for a career, whether it's what you want to do or whether it just happens to be what you're doing at the moment, the Lord will use you there. When you're standing in line at the grocery store, if you are asking for him to use you in some way to impact the people around you, he will use the skills that you have at the, at the moment to impact those that are around you. Um, Derek, I think you're speaking probably about music. Um, I've recently become involved in my local church um, with a worship team, um, and it's not, it's not a gift that I necessarily think I'm quite skilled at, um, but in this particular sense of ministry, um, the Lord has used my gifts of organization and administration um, to aid in, in worship, as well as having the opportunity to build my musical skills as well. Um, so do not be discouraged in any season because the Lord will always, always use you. Amen. Thank you Amen. so much, Leah, for sharing. That's beautiful. I thought it was just the music, and now I'm discovering <laughs> it's administration mm -hmm. and leadership, right? Yeah. Yes. So awesome. God gifts us as we go on our journey. Well, 
we'll have some more time to share in just a moment here. But I want to go to chapter 4 and verse 14 of Ephesians uh, because it's a choice, as Lilika said earlier. We choose to allow the Holy Spirit to cooperate and uh, we recognize gifts. We choose to use them. Yeah. But, but it's also a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a growing. Mm-hmm. And Lilika, could you read for us Ephesians 4 and verse 14? I'll be reading from the New King James Version that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and cared about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of man in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So we start using our gift, whether it's the gift of music or administration or teaching, and, and the enemy of our souls mm-hmm. is not going to say, this is wonderful, <laughs> no. praise God. <laughs> No. What, what are some schemes? Ephesians 6 verse 11 talks about the schemes of the evil one. What are some schemes he might use? Maybe we've heard some in the testimonies what the, to try to derail us, A, from using our gift mm. to equip the saints and to also derail us from the unity of the Spirit. Jason? He could also have us use those gifts in ways that don't bring honor and glory to God, whether it's music or maybe even in teaching. You could teach things that aren't in harmony with the scriptures or maybe in administration. An administrator could make decisions that are not in harmony with God's will. Mm -hmm. So the devil could even corrupt the use of our gifts, sadly, if we aren't have, have that connection with God. Can you think of an example in the New Testament of someone who used a gift inappropriately. John? Judas. Mm. He had the John. gift, he, he had yeah. executive ability, yep. we're told, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Financial, yeah, financial. And how did he use that executive ability? To deny Christ. Mm. And also to successfully hide the fact that he was embezzling money. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right? Jesus knew. Yeah. But he, he was quite successful. So, Jason, you make a good point. The danger that I might think, well, these are my gifts yeah. and I can use them yeah. for my purposes. Yeah. For m- yeah. Then we get back to that same selfish heart, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, Leah. It's important to note that even when we do stray and our spiritual gifts maybe stop being used for the glorification of God, that he can bring redemption through that use the example of Judas and think about how much more the gospel was spread because he betrayed Jesus and Jesus was ultimately killed, how, how many more people became aware of, of the gospel and of salvation. Mm. Um, it was redeemed in that way. Mm. Mm. You know, I've, I've often thought, Leah, about those two disciples who denied Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Judas? Yes. Mm. Peter, Peter. Simon Peter. They both denied Jesus. Mm. We don't know that Judas ever cursed, but Peter did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We don't know that Judas ever said, I, I, I don't even know him. Mm. But Peter did. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, one choose, chose to repent and cry out to God. Mm. And yeah. The other one, rejecting the grace of God, felt there was no other option apart mm. from taking his own life. That's really tragic, isn't it? Right. Uh, maybe those two examples, I, 
I don't know that we could say that that Judas is an example for us, but 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 the difference two people yeah. failing, what will we choose? John, does that make sense to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. What will we choose uh, when we're responding? Well, let's look at the positive. Billy, if you could take mm-hmm. us to verses 15 and 16 of Ephesians 4. Don't be tossed about by every wind of doctrine, but let's see what the positive is. Yeah, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So did you notice a word that's repeated uh, uh, at the beginning and the end there? What is it? Love. Love. It's love. Speaking the truth in love and in love at the end, right? So those two places, why we're talking about the body being united. They were quite different, aren't we, Lavinia? Mm. Why is love and what love is he talking about? I don't have a Greek text in front of me, but I'm 99% certain that this is the agape love that he's talking about. We'll have an email from someone to confirm that, I'm sure. (laughs) But but this is the... uh, word that is used when speaking of the self-sacrificing love of God. Why is love so crucial in order for the church to be all that God wants it to be? The greatest of these is love. Without, without love, the scriptures are, are void. They're empty. Without love, you can't even receive what you receive in Scripture. You can't receive it in your heart and your mind and pattern your life after it. Right? Doesn't the Apostle Paul say, "Without love, we're we're clanging cymbals, mm. crashing brass and clanging mm-hmm. cymbals." Right? Yeah. You were quoting there from First Corinthians thirteen mm-hmm. that the greatest of these is love. Anyone want to add to that? Some people might go, "Oh, Derek, you're talking about loving people all the time," mm-hmm. but but uh, we're hearing here that yeah. love is crucial yeah. for the yeah. body of Christ to be what He desires it to be. John. Mm-hmm. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul talks about different gifts, but how all those different gifts will come to an end, Mm -hmm. but only love will last. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we find here in Ephesians 4 that the purpose of the gift is twofold, one for unity and maturity. And that maturity is talking about that love Mm -hmm. and love to God and love to fellow human beings and not tossed to and fro Mm -hmm. by doctrines or teachings that will undermine the love towards God and to one another. Mm-hmm. All right, Travis? You just want to build on what he's saying, and that is that God isn't just loving, but God is love. <laughs> so if we have Jesus in us, mm-hmm. then we have love in us. That's the point, yeah. is we will always be looking out for others rather than ourselves. And that's what God wants for the whole world because that's how He's been towards us. Mm. Romans 5, 5, God's love is poured Lord. into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's given to us. Billy? Yeah, and also uh, I think part of the reason why love is so crucial because it, it, the intention has to be right. 
you can be united in Christ, you can be, you know, building up your skills and the mm. gifts, but if the intention is just for self-seeking or to be higher in power, it's wrong. Mm. So even the intentions behind those gifts and exercising them has to be uh, from a loving heart. So, uh, speaking the truth in love is not just for the preacher, but for the healer, for the administrator, for the teacher, for the mm -hmm. mercy giver, for the, and you could ministry person, oh, right? Yeah. right? That in their words or actions, they're speaking the truth in love. Um, Sabina, I'm going to come to you right after Lal. Lal? Yeah, the question here is how Scripture tells us, Jesus tells us, how are they supposed to know that we are His followers through the way we love one another, mm -hmm. right? It's not through, um, uh, through the way that we follow His commandments, but through the way we love one another that they may know that you are my followers, mm. he said. So it's essential, I would say. And, and love is the fulfillment of the law, which doesn't mean we do away with the commandment, right. don't commit adultery, or don't steal or kill. Right. But actually, we go beyond Jesus said, mm -hmm. right? We, we not only don't kill, but we don't hate. Mm -hmm. We okay. not only don't commit adultery, but we don't have inappropriate sexual thought. We go beyond because then we will truly love as God loves us. Well, I promised to come to Sabina, and then after Sabina's comment, I'd like you to share from your testimony a time when you experienced the love of God in a community. Maybe it was at a church or in a small group Bible study, and you just sensed the love of God in that community in a special way. But Sabina, your comment before we move uh, to that testimony time. Mm -hmm. And it will be a testimony also, okay. in a sense. So, mm -hmm. you know that I have the privilege to work uh, ministering full time. So I pastor and my, my function within our church is to oversee our community engagement or community outreach, meaning that I have to oversee the work of lots of volunteers and people mm -hmm. that they have to come together with the purpose of serving. Right. And one thing that often I, I have have to remember them is that for this work that we do for it to be healthy, which is the, the question that we had initially, like, well, why is it that love is important? It's because at times when we are involved in the work we are doing, we take pride in the work in itself. You know, it's like, oh, I, I do that so well. Look at what we can accomplish. Look at all this food we distribute. Look at all the scars that we fix or these people that we are able to, you know, bring into some sort of program that is so great. And because we, we get so in, in involved with our own work, we forget that ultimately what matters is not what I'm doing, but it's the love that we are sharing, right? So I think it's very important that love is the center and the principle because it's not about the means, but it's about the end, and the end is love, and the end is Christ, and love helps us to stay grounded in this truth. It sounds like Jesus uh, brought it down to a very simple statement when he said, love God with all your heart, mm -hmm. and love your neighbor. And if the church is going to be united, it will be because it's united in God's love, yep and through the Holy Spirit is able to love others. We've mm -hmm. got uh, 40 seconds for someone to share an experience where you sense the loving community. Yes, Travis. So I was just recently in Africa. I was in a church 
no pews. It's just a really simple church. Seven, more than 700 people in attendance. And they sang, lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. It was probably the most beautiful way that I've ever heard that song sang in my life. I wept because I could feel the love in that group of people as they sang. Beautiful harmony, no mm -hmm. instruments. It was the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed. Amen. Wow. We all want to know a little more about your visit. Uh, mm -hmm. Jason, a short testimony. Oh, yes. Um, there was a point in my life when I was going through struggles uh, and I wasn't connecting with my church, so I went to this different church and there everyone was just so friendly to me. And it was through basic things, giving me food, letting me play games with them, treating me like an equal. I felt like I belonged. Wow. So maybe it's important not to just say, well, we have the correct Bible teaching. But do we experience the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace? Do we manifest the love of God, which comes not worked up, but prayed down yes. in the way we relate to one another? Well, that's a challenge for me. I would like to encourage you as I speak to myself every day to say, Holy Spirit, fill me with the love of God, that I cannot be a problem in the body of Christ, but <laughs> part of the unity of the Spirit and let your love flow through me today. Is that your prayer? Let's pray together. Father in heaven, what a picture of the unified body of Christ. And we know it's a miracle because we know how fragmented we could be following selfish desires. So please keep us close to you and pour your love through us that we may honor you in all we do and say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. What a journey exploring Ephesians. Take what you've learned today and go out and be a blessing to those around you.